I'm gonna make this place your Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, here today with... And I'm Liz Ridgway, co-hosting with Christine. That's right. It's been, uh, I feel like it's been a while since I've been on the radio. It's like all almost all new again. Yeah, and we haven't been on in a while together. Yep. So... Which is always fun. Totally enjoy our time together. (laughs) Anyway, today we are going to talk about um, open houses. I think that um, our goal primarily is talking about what you should know as a buyer going into an open house, um, what sorts of things you can be looking for. um, And we'll kind of, kind of talk through some, some things that I have to tell you, I didn't even think about until I saw a couple of them come up. It cracks me up. Yeah. Every day is a learning experience here. Yeah. And as I read through, I'm like, you know, this is what people really should be doing when they're just, you know, on an appointment with a real estate agent too, looking at a house. I mean, I think some people, they glaze over some things. They just, you know. They get excited about yeah. the house and then are forgot forget sometimes to be critical thinkers about the home they're in. Right. Um, and sometimes even as a real estate agent, that happens to me. Like I get, I get, I've been like partnering with some buyers for a while and we've seen a bunch of houses and they walk in and they get that, this is my home feeling, mm-hmm. right? I get that feeling with them and I'm like excited for, for them yeah. and with them. And I'm like, you know, and then I'm like, wait, hold on. There are like 43 other things we should be looking at right now. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful views. That's good. But you got to live in the house. I know. And you know what? Always like peel back the shower curtain and Always. let's look at what's going on in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they, you walk in and it's all done nice and the shower curtain's closed over the, you don't know if there's a surround, if there's tile, if the, you know, if the grout needs help, you know, you know, and if you don't open it and look, everything looks so staged and yeah. pretty. But you, you don't know. You've got to really start digging into these areas. For sure. I will say, um, you know, I've had the experience come up. And I will say that there is that excitement. And one of mm-hmm. the things I have found with my buyers and then kind of going back and forth during the sale process um, are things like this. And we're going to talk about a bunch of these things um, d- during the list. But um, I had something come up once where there was a like a window um, that the seal had cracked and there was some um, yeah. fog in there. Fog in there. Mm-hmm. So we'd been through the house for sure once for about 15 minutes and my guys decided to put an offer in on the house and then we do the home inspections and they find that these seals and they're like, well, we want those fixed to which I get the response. Well, that was clearly visible when you saw the house, you should have accounted for that in your offer. Mm. And I say, hmm, really? I don't think, I don't, I don't know that that really qualifies in the realm of what is an obvious. Yeah. Um, right. And then that's when you say things like, okay, well show me your seller's disclosure. Right. Right. And it's like the back and forth. And was it really obvious or was the blind down and the curtain over it? Really? Correct. Correct. So it's, um, it's important. And that's why I really love this. And one of the things I was thinking about um, after I read uh, some of this information and doing this research today was like, we have checklists for literally everything else. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have my personal, not to hand out to my buyer, but just for me, as I'm looking around my checklist of things that I should be looking at on behalf of my client, just so when they come yeah. back and they want that reminder, yeah. what was that house? Especially when you see a bunch of houses in a day, um, I can say, you know, yeah. furnace looked old or new, right? And I'm not dating things. Right. I, I, are we looking at an older furnace or a newer furnace? How was the roof, right? Did I look at the windows? Was there cabinet space? Like basic things that when we come back, uh, my buyer is going to be like, which one was that? What did we see? I'm putting an offer together. Because they really do start bleeding into one another as you're looking, you know, I tell people, let's not look at like more than seven houses or so when we're out, you know, let's keep it to a sort of a minimum. I mean, we don't just want to go out and see one or two things. You don't want to waste anybody's time and the back and forth commuting to come out and see things depending on where people are coming from. But once you put too many homes on your tour, you can't remember which house had what, like you were saying, what was where, um, and it gets confusing. And then to really delve in even further, the cabinet space, the condition of things, um, yeah, that's a lot of houses to yeah. see, you know, even if it's only seven, because you're being critical as you're looking through it and for you sure. should be. And, you know, I, I always print out sheets for my buyers and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I give them a pen and I say, as we're going through each yeah. house, Make before we leave, write your notes. What did you love about this house? What did you not like about it? Yeah. Um, and like, as we're walking through, I hear them talking to each other and I say, write that down. Yep. Write that down. You're not going to remember that comment later, but you're mm-hmm. going to remember it when it's written down. Mm-hmm. Right. And then at the end of the day, we can have like an actual conversation, not the, what was that one? But like we go right. through each one. I make them cross out ones they know they, yep. know they don't want. I make them start kind of making a stack of maybes. 
Yeah. Otherwise, you just get lost in... in yeah, you can't remember everything. And you, you do, you start confusing what was in one house with what was in the other house. And they'll be like, oh, I like that house because it had, you know, this in it. And I'm like, that, that wasn't that's that, that house. house. That's, that house did not have that in it. So it does get confusing. And it is good to take your notes and, and whatnot, but even be a little bit more thorough. Like you said, with that checklist is a really good idea because when you're dealing with sellers on the list side, we do have a pretty in-depth checklist yeah. to get it into the MLS and check all the boxes and you know what kind of heating system was it? Right. Was it forced hot air? Was it baseboard? When you're in there looking at a furnished house that's decorated beautifully and you know, you're know you caught up in, this is my the house. The emotion of the house. You're not looking to see. I mean, yes, it's in the listing and it'll say force hot air, but you're not really looking at everything. You know, what's the condition of those baseboard units? I mean, some of them really look like they're rusted and pitted and, you yep. know, whatnot. So you really need to um, have that sort of uh, checklist going so you, you remember what you saw and when you make that offer... You remember the condition of things and what you might need to replace and all of that. So it's very important. Right. And so let's carry that through to the open house mm -hmm. for a moment. So um, I, I want to start by saying when you go to an open house as a buyer, one of the things I think, although some agents explain it or hand you a piece of paper, or, um, the one thing I like to tell my buyers is when you go into an open house, the person sitting the open house, whether their name is on the sign or not, is representing the seller mm -hmm. at that open house. Yes. And why do, why is that important? Um, because anything that you say about how much you love the house or you're definitely going to put an offer or, or you know, what whatever it is, you're giving away, you're negotiating yeah. information. What you're qualified correct, for. To that, yeah. to, to that seller's agent who works, their relationship, it's a fiduciary relationship to that seller. They're literally required to go back and say, hey, these guys came, they like this, this is what I heard them say. They have to do that if it's relevant to um, to the purchase. Yeah. So, you know, an agent sitting in open house, they are doing that, A, to sell the house, B, to find buyers to work with. That's, you know, what, mm -hmm. what's the benefit for an agent to sit in open house? Yes, marketing their listing, but also to to grow their business. Right. Um, so they, you know, may be asking questions that seem innocent enough, um, but maybe are giving them too much information than they should have. Yes, I agree with that. And to that point, when you do go and visit an open house and you're asked to sign in, um, I know a lot of people don't like to share their information. They don't want people bothering them. Don't call me. Don't email me. Um, but it is also for the sellers themselves to know who was, you know, was in somebody their in their home that was really, you know, a qualified person to be in their home, um, looking and if you're serious, if you're putting your name and your information down, that agent will probably um, contact you and say, you know, thank you for stopping by the open house. Did you have any further questions? Would you like me to send you some information? But you also have the option of putting down whether you're working with an agent or you don't have an agent. And if you're working with an agent, just say, say, say so. so. Yeah. It, it, if you, let's just, uh, play a little scenario out because I think people don't understand sometimes what that means. Mm -hmm. um, if I have a client goes into an open house, writes their name down, talks to the agent, comes back and says to me, Hey, Christine, I was at an open house today. I want to put an offer in. It was great. And I say to them, great. Did you write my name down? And they say, no. I said, you give your information to the listing agent? Yes. Now I have an issue where I don't know that I can represent them in that transaction because I didn't bring them there. That's right. Right. And now that agent, that, that client is in a situation where are they forced to work with the, with the seller's agent or one of their designated agents did without even knowing it, did they give up their, their real ability to, to have to a real buyer's their representation. agent representing them. Yeah. So when, you know, on my first conversation with people, I know how exciting it is to go out and I know how fun open houses are and you don't have your agent there. You don't feel like obligated, mm -hmm. right. To, take someone's time up. You can pop in and pop out. Always, always, always write your agent's name down. Yeah. Um, it protects your relationship with them and their ability to properly represent you going forward. Right. And then that agent from the open house isn't going to be constantly getting in contact with you or, right. you know, bothering you for, you know, what are you looking for? How can I help you? You know, exactly. You already have an agent, so they know to honor that relationship. 
All right. So we are going to continue talking about open houses in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. George Ziola is a mortgage loan originator at Hudson United Mortgage, where you'll not have to sacrifice great service for great rates. At Hudson United, George will provide you with the one-on-one service you deserve while structuring the mortgage that's best for you. With a wide range of mortgage options at competitive rates, whether it's a conventional mortgage, an FHA, VA, or USDA loan or renovation loan, George will give you personal service every step of the way and turn your home ownership dreams into a reality. George is licensed in New York and Connecticut and works with over 25 lenders to find you the best deal, one that's customized to fit your budget. George takes the guesswork out of the mortgage process and you will be informed on the progress of your loan every step of the way. George is always available to answer any questions you may have. So what are you waiting for? Contact George now at george.zeolla at hudsonunited.com. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Hello, this is Mark Chisholm, wine and liquor enthusiast extraordinaire, inviting you to join me every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to share the art of wine, what's new, what's vintage, what's traditional, right here on WTVQ Radio, worth listening to. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Hi, and welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm your co-host, Liz Ridgeway, with uh, Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty out of the Goshen office, and I'm here with Christine Koenig out of the uh, the Warwick office and our Wayne office. Um, oh yeah, and I'm out of Wyckoff too. Yeah, yeah, in Jersey. So um, I know that I have been doing a bunch of work in both West Milford lately and Vernon. Um, it's so interesting as you kind of extend your reach mm-hmm. for, as a real estate agent, um, how much you learn about different communities. And I can't tell you how many places I'm like, I've never been here before. Yeah. I kind of like it. This is on my list of maybes. Yeah. Right. I know. I've been spending uh, last weekend down in Bergen County, actually, with, we did a show on here um, not too long ago about um, women buyers, single women buyers. Right. And uh, I was out with two of them in Bergen County this past weekend. So um, yeah, been out and about. All it's, over. It's fabulous. So just a couple of things real quick. First of all, hey, guess what? Yeah. What? We're a call-in show. Yes, we are. And so people out there, if you are having some questions, our topic today is open houses, but it can be um, on anything real estate related. Sure. Give us a call at uh, 845-651-1110. Yes. All right. And we want to thank our sponsors, too. We definitely want to thank our sponsors because without them, we would not be here every week. So want to take a moment to uh, thank Rachel Heiss, the manager over at um, Better Homes in the Warwick office. Um, she has been a uh, founding sponsor with us, um, mm-hmm. as well as Chris Starrett's from the Warwick office. Um, Chris is an experienced agent in the area. Um, she is a guiding light for the people in the office, always has a wealth of information, a great resource, um, and she'll do a great job for you. Too. Oh, that's nice. She shares her knowledge with everybody. She does. She's great. That's nice. Um, I also want to thank George Ziola from Hudson United, our mortgage guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need a mortgage or want to be pre-approved or see where you're at and your potential to buy a home, give George a call. 
Um, and then our newest sponsor, super excited, O'Keefe and McCann out of Goshen. They're lawyers, and uh, they do a wonderful job. So yep. if you are looking for a real estate attorney, you should consider them. Very good. Okay, there we go. Um, so on to our open house. So today our topic is open houses, and kind of want to talk about when you walk into an open house, what should you do, right? Like, yeah. what are you looking for? Um, you know, I know that the quick and easy is, do I like the floor plan? Um, do I like the neighborhood? What's, you know, the house, does the house need a lot of work? Has it been updated? And all those things are true. Um, but let's just say you get past all that and you're like, you know what? I really like this house. Yeah. Right. So let's dig in a little bit on things that you can, you know, be looking for at your open house, as well as when you're out looking, you know, at homes. All right. Um, so one of the things that came up um, was signs of water damage. And uh, especially with all the rain we've been having lately, mm-hmm. I always say I've, I love looking at homes in the rain because it answers yeah. a lot of questions. Looking at them in the rain and doing your home inspection in the rain. Yep. Yeah. It's good. But that being said, why is it good? Because the ground is going to be more moist. You're going to have an opportunity to see, um, is there any um, water mm-hmm. entering in the basement? Right. Um, in terms of water damage, other places that you're looking when you're around going around the house, look at the ceilings. Mm-hmm. You want to see if there's been any leaks coming, you know, visible, um, obvious leaks. Right. Um, you know, all these things, you know, will be investigated by a home inspector. But if you walk in and the first thing you see is a wet puddle in the basement and then you're up in one of the bedrooms on the second floor and you see that there's some sort of water staining Maybe that's a sign of ice damming or of an actual roof leak. Who knows? But at least it's something that you are aware of, yep. right? And you're kind of accounting for in your... Um, yeah, because condition has a lot to do with the offer that you're going to put in. Um, so you want to make sure. But also, you know, they have those pull-down um, attic stairs. Mm-hmm. You know, so you see the attic entryway in the hallway, and you're like, oh, they've got a pull-down attic. And a lot of people just walk by that, don't want to stick their head up in there. But that's what you should be doing. Pull the string down, unfold the stairs, climb up there, and just stick your head in the attic and look around. Um, Because if it is something that you're thinking, you know, this could be a contender, you know, on my short list of houses, look at it while you're there. Um, Definitely. It's... People feel like, oh, no, I know that's okay. I don't want to do it. It's too invasive. Yeah, they feel like they're being invasive. But you know what? If it's pouring rain out and we're in the house, best time to look in the attic. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't have to wait for the home inspector to come and tell you after you've already put an offer in that there is an issue, there's leaks. Is the seller going to fix it? Are we going to take money off? You know, all that kind of stuff. You'll know going in. So um, it's a good thing to do. That's one space to look into. Yep. And while we're on the topic of... Um, leaks where you're already in the basement and you're looking at, um, you know, all the mechanicals and stuff that are down there. One of the other things to look for are foundation cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime you have concrete, you're going to have some cracking. So, yeah. you know, but there are, you know, if you see big gaps, right, right. huge cracks, horizontal cracking is yeah. less good than vertical cracking. Yeah. And offset from each other, like it's bumped out one way and right. pushed in another Shifting. way. That's not good. Right. So again, that's not that you're being held accountable for anything, but it's stuff that you aren't thinking of looking at that can save you time and energy. If it means, okay, we've got some water in the basement. I see a bunch of foundation cracking, right? This house that was like this dream house of yours is suddenly, ooh, hold on. Let me make sure that, that there isn't anything else going on. And now you start taking a closer look at other things. Right. And to the seller too, if you have issues like this that you know are in your house, you know, you need to rectify them before you list the house. Well, that would be optimum, right? Correct. Um, if you have the means in which to do it and um, or price the house accordingly, mm-hmm. you know, and disclosure, mm-hmm. know what everybody's looking at. Because, you know, it's no fun to find this stuff out later on when an offer's been made and you're trying to, you know, negotiate a price. Then you get the home inspector in and all of a sudden the house purchase isn't what you thought it was originally. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, so another thing, uh, while we're walking around the outside of the house, um, look around for bodies of water, right? Are you near a stream or a pond? Um, is If you're on a lake, is it a dammed lake? Or um, is there a way to, I guess, control the water level of that lake? You know, you want to ask things about being in a flood zone, mm-hmm. um, wetlands. Any HOA fees? How do you use the water in the community? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what can what can you do? Can you fish in it? Can you put a boat in it? 
Right, motorized kind of boat versus paddle boat or an electric right. motor sometimes is okay. Yeah. Um, there's so many different questions, but um, one of the things that um, we see a lot, um, especially being in the mountains, is the cr- is creeks and streams, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, I love the sound of the water, and right? And then I think about the flash floodings mm-hmm. and stuff that we've had. And all of a sudden, that little creek is a roaring river for about three or four hours. Um, yeah. And your proximity to it um, really can drastically affect what kind of moisture enters through the lower levels of your home yeah. or, um, God forbid, the upper levels right. of your home. Right. So, and the other thing is safety with like little kids. Mm-hmm. You know, very dangerous. Water can be very dangerous. And so some people are very skittish about having any water, you know, a pond on the property or whatnot. They just don't want anything to do with it because they have young ones yep. or plan on having little ones. Um, and, you know, they worry about that as far as a hazard. For sure. Yeah. It's um, water is it, it, it really can kind of be both an advantageous on one hand. And then there's a lot of liability that can come yep. into that on the other hand. And Understanding what your level of tolerance or risk or interest is in that. Exactly. I've had people, you know, they just want to be on the water, have to have, have it near to, them. Have to be in the, yes, have to see the lake, have, have to be to. on the lake. Yeah. And then other people are like, mosquitoes, I can't live anywhere near this. This looks like mosquito haven over here. And they just don't <laughs> want anything to do with it. And so you need to be cognizant of, you know, what is around you on that property. By the way, while we're talking about that, let's talk about pools as bodies of mm. water for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there are in-ground pools, there are above-ground pools. Um, I certainly have never met a buyer that didn't have an opinion one way or the other on a right. pool. Right. Um, and strong, like, I definitely have to have a pool. Or the only pool I'm interested in is an in-ground pool. If it has an above-ground pool, I, I'm not interested. In yeah. To which I say, you can always take the pool down, that one. Yeah. Um, you know, I have people who ask, is a is is an in-ground pool a net positive or a net negative for a house? Um, and I respond, it really depends on the buyer. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to get a dollar for dollar on a pool, Never. for sure. Never. I mean, nowhere even near it. Um, and I've had people ask, can I fill this in? I've had clients fill them in. Yeah. So I mean, and that went, so that that's what I'm saying. A net negative. That that was the net negative of the pool. And you have to make sure what your um, municipality allows for when either filling it in, you, sometimes you have to dig it out. Right. Other times you can fill in what is there, but it depends on your municipality. That's it. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Love when you bring all those years of experience to the radio show. Yes. Well, that's why we're here, <laughs> sharing our knowledge. <laughs> all right. So the next thing we're going to talk about has to do with stairs, um, which we'll start with, do you want a ranch? Do you want a colonial, mm. a bi-level? All of these homes have different, you know, numbers of stairs. Yes. How old are you, right? Are you, yes. is this your house? You know, you're, you're have a growing family and you want upstairs bedrooms because you want separation of space. Are you, you know, a little older now? Are you concerned, you know, is this a home you're going to age in for a while? And mm-hmm. if so, is there access to a bedroom and a bathroom on the first floor in case something ever happens and, you know, you have time where you need to heal? It's, these are big things that come up over and over and over again now. Um, I'm working with a husband and wife who are walking with canes right now. mm -hmm. Um, She's not very steady. I I guess it's her knees or whatever. He's due for a hip replacement. We just went to see a ranch in Monroe the other day, uh, Saturday. Yeah. And um, couldn't do it. Couldn't do the ranch because the, the parking space was all the way out of the road. And there were stairs up to the sidewalk, yep. a long sidewalk that went uphill, and then stairs all up into the front entrance. So even though it was a ranch, it was it was an elevated ranch. I'm like, once you get in here, you can't leave. You have to like stay in the house. Well, it's interesting. You know, it's, we, we talk about, um, one of the big terms I hear a lot now is aging in place and things yeah. like that. Um, but I heard a stat that we are reaching a point where there are 10,000 baby boomers every day retiring. Every wow. day. 10,000. Wow. So this is a lot of people that are maybe considering different sorts of housing needs as the years go on um, and trying to figure out how, how housing can accommodate those needs is uh, yeah. it, it's a, it's a, it's a growing market for totally. um, first floor masters. I won't say ranches, but you know, even colonials that just have a first floor master on it or a yeah. first floor bedroom with a full bathroom, um, multi-generational families yes. really love that. So it's, um, I would say that that's a need I see growing more and more and more. 
It is. And I wish more new construction builders would have that in their repertoire of models that yeah. they, um, because ultimately there's always somebody that comes in and then the builder winds up doing a ranch that he didn't even have as part of his four colonials he was doing. Nothing with a you know, bedroom on the first floor. And he winds up going back to the architect and creating a ranch for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, it's, it is important to have something on the first floor for sure. Yep. So we are uh, at our next commercial break, but hang in there. We're talking about open houses, things to look for when you're buying a home. Looking for your first home? Are you looking to sell your home but not sure whom to market your property to? Contact real estate expert Liz Ridgeway of Better Homes and Gardens Ran Realty in her Goshen office. Liz specializes in new construction, resales, and rentals too. Make the move with confidence with Liz Ridgeway by your side. Contact Liz at 294-7227, liz.ridgeway at randrealty.com. Find your dream home with Liz Ridgeway, Better Homes and Gardens Ran Realty. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty & Kruhulik, the lawyer guy here on WTBQ Radio. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions right here on WTBQ. Hi, this is Alan Ross of AJ Ross Creative Media, located in Sugarloaf. Tune in every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and learn all about marketing, branding, and creating the perfect website for your business on WTBQ Radio. WTBQ Weather. We have a pleasant day in store for us today. A mix of sun and clouds. Breezy and a high should stay 75 to around 80. Tonight, mostly cloudy skies for a while, 60 to 65. Tomorrow, look for a mix of sun and clouds. It could be a few showers or thunderstorms towards evening. More widespread tomorrow night, heading down into the upper 70s. And for Wednesday, becoming partly sunny after some morning clouds. Still a risk of a shower passing through in a high warmer, 80 to 85. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist Tony Salima. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your co-host, Christine Koenig, here today with... Liz Ridgway, uh, Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty. Hey, Liz, if someone wanted to, like, you know, check you out online, what would they, where'd they go? LizRidgway.BrandRealty.com. That's Good. my website. I love it. Mine is similarly formatted, ChristineKoenig.RandRealty.com. Yep. So easy to check find us, out. us. By the way, I think that uh, I know at least I do, and I know we're working on getting everyone else to have some of the past episodes on their websites for oh, nice. downloads. So Great. if um, you guys are out there and you're like, oh, they did that show on blah, blah, blah. Well, go to the website and check it out. Um, awesome. I know that another thing we are working on is getting everything up on podcasts so that instead of having to download a show, which is what you need to do now, you could stream it. Oh, that'll be great. So I will... Uh, Keep everyone informed. I figure if I say it out loud on the radio, then you I, have to do it. I'm going to actually have to do it. That's right. You're holding yourself accountable. <laughs> is that what uh, we call it? Yeah. What is it? Feet to the fire. Feet to the fire. I like it. Although you're the one who's going to have to be like, Christine, you said that on the radio. Christine, where is it? Exactly. I don't see these uh, links. <laughs> I don't see the uh, podcast. So but we it's are, a call in too. There we go. We are a call in show. So give us a call at 845-651-1110 with any of your real estate questions. Um, that being said, today's topic, open houses as a buyer, what should you be looking for? Um, and uh, I think the next thing we're going to talk about um, has to do with windows, Yes. right? Windows, 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 you walk in, sometimes windows bring in all that light. And it's like, you are so enamored by 
what you're seeing mm -hmm. on the other side of them that you're not looking at them. Right. And replacement windows can be very expensive. Yes. So when we're looking at windows, we want to see things like, are they double paned? Right? Yes. And that's for energy efficiency. Yeah. And you can tell, even if you have to open the window and stick your finger on the other side, if right. it looks like there's a big separation between the glass in front of you and where your finger is out there, you know that there's that gas, yep. that argon, mm -hmm. I think it is, uh, in between the window, and it's a double pane versus that old single pane that- right. um, I, I do the tap. You can always oh, hear yeah. like the rattle if it's just a single pane versus like a clunk, clunk, clunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but when we talk about double pane windows, another thing to talk about, back to the argon gas, is sometimes as windows age, um, the house is settled and maybe that seal has cracked and all of a sudden you have a foggy window. Yeah. Um, that does not mean there's anything wrong with the window, but it does mean it's going to obstruct a view and eventually will need to be replaced. And it's not as efficient because the gas is right. leaked out and the seal is broken. I mean, it, it dry rot. Right. It can happen from that. Um, you know, you'll be on like a deck and you'll know that the sun is just beating against it. You see the condition of the deck and it's just baked in the sun. And then a lot of those sliding glass doors will have that seal broken because, you know, that gummy, you know, seal got dried out and right. it's not that effective. Sucks. So um, not that, and, and by the way, all of these items are not necessarily things that a seller is going to remedy for you. Right. Um, it's more um, information you're gathering to make sure that when you put an offer together, A, you understand what is out there in terms of th like things that I may want to address. Yeah, or, like a punch list of... Correct, or things that you want to account for when you're putting an offer in. Some homes, by the way, um, are priced yes. accordingly. So yes. you may see all these things, right? And then you, know, you, you came to see this house because it had a good price point for you. Um, and you walk in and there are some things and there's the possibility that that price point is supported by the fact that the house needs some updates. Yeah, and, the seller recognized like that. that they were, you know, coached properly and, you know, to, to price it accordingly to the, the things that they know are going to come back as obvious um, items that need to be fixed yeah. or rectified or something that the buyer is going to have to do later on because, this, like you said, the seller is not going to do the work, right. um, but price the house according. Correct, correct. So all those things. Did we miss anything else about windows? Um, you can look to see if, like the the frames around it. Is there any like water sitting in there? Is there like wood rots, wood water yeah. staining? Yeah, um, and you can tell. You know, are these the original windows to the house? They've never had replacement windows put in. You know, they are going to be single pane. They are going to you know uh, not be the most efficient. Um, but also the condition, do they go up and down? Yes, okay. for sure. Or, or, or do they cracked. go up and then drop down? Oh, or yes. do they stay up on their own? Right. And Not very dangerous if they've been maybe painted over repeatedly and they don't open any longer. Right. That's a real uh, hazard. Um, if there was a fire in the house for, yeah. you know, egress, uh, you can't open your windows. Very dangerous. And then another thing is screens. Yes. And sometimes like people will take the screens down so the house shows nice, yep. but now the buyer doesn't know do all the windows have screens or not? Right. So, um, you know, if there's a there, there's a, a case to be made one way or the other about leaving screens in or taking right. them out when you're listing your home. Right. Um, so a next item on our list has to be, uh, or has to do with the neighbors. Yes. Um, so as real estate agents, this is part of a, of a, a, a checklist we're not involved with at all. Right. Um, you know, we're selling people homes, not neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I can't tell you how many of my buyers say, so what can you tell me about the neighborhood? Yeah. Um, to which I, I, I'm very basic. I'll give them distances to schools and that's about it. Yeah. Um, or who lives next door? Right. And to yeah. which I'll say, look, if you want to understand the character of a neighborhood, I suggest on, on your own time, you come back and, yeah. um, you know, commuting school buses, you know, do, yeah, we want to have, we're having kids and we want to know, do they have, will they have friends here? I don't know how to answer that for you other than say you'll need to do that kind of investigation right. on your own. Right, totally. And go, and go at maybe different times during the day. Go at night and see what it's like, see what the traffic's like, you know, what people are commuting home from work, all that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the things we would tell people, too, if they're concerned about an area is to stop by the local police station and ask about, you know. Uh, oh, like crime statistics or statistics, stuff like that? Statistics, yeah. Um, because we can't answer those questions. No. Correct, correct. And then another thing that um, I've always been kind of told when I'm taking people around is when you're coming into a neighborhood, come in one direction and go out another direction. So right. um, the people who are buying, you know, don't feel like you've, you've are trying to hide anything from them or, yeah. you know, it's it, being a real estate agent is, you know, we're licensed by the state. We have 
um, a lot of, of different um, nuances to regulations that, you know, that we need to be aware of. Um, and things that when you first get your license, you don't even think about, like making sure you try your best to drive into, you know, direct different, don't always direct people the same way in and out of a neighborhood. And, right. Right. You want, you, if people are in an area and researching the area, they need to understand where they're moving. And you don't want them to feel after, after the fact that, well, you didn't, you didn't tell me. Yeah. Because right? yeah. there are things I can't tell you, but right. I can, you know, make sure that you see what you need to see. Yeah, sometimes drive through the whole development to make your U-turn instead of just turning around the driveway yeah. and going back the way you came in. Look at the other houses on the street. And right. Well, I mean, and, it, and, and when I say that, I, I'm thinking things like railroad tracks or yeah. um, corp, like corporate parks. Like, yeah. you know, if someone may think they're buying in a residential neighborhood and all of a sudden they're, you know, they come back another time. And you didn't make them aware that there was a power plant, right? Yeah, or, those power lines, those big power correct. lines. Some people don't want, you know, to right. be living near them. Doesn't all, bother others, but. right? And all of those things play into that neighborhood concept for people. Yeah. So you know, it's not always about the people in the neighborhood so much as it is about what's near the neighborhood, the surrounding. Yeah, it's yeah. it all plays into all plays into what someone will feel like. Yes, this is home for me, or no, it's not. Correct. Right. So. Um, oh. So this also, the public transportation, you know, know where that is when you're buying your house. If it's important that you have to get on the train um, and you need a train, local. Right, or a bus. Or, yeah, then you know what towns that, you know, doesn't just don't make sense to even look in. Um, right. Because your commute to the train station to get on the train to start your commute, I mean, you know, you got to make sense of it all. It's true. I have... Um you know, I have a couple of people who have recently bought in Vernon that commute to the city every day. Um, and Christine, how's the commute from here? To which I got to be honest, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't have a single ride train in. Sometimes I think the bus is the better option. Oh, for sure. Right? Because you have more areas to pick up the bus. And once you get on the bus, you're, you know, you're heading in there. You don't yep. have to get off and whatever. But um, yeah, it's, the train is not great. No, I well, and I've had my um, last two people. I've I made them commute for a day. I said, look, do an Airbnb or something, hotel for the night. Mm, that's I good. Said, but yeah. see what the commute is like because it will never get better. No. So if you if you can't do it for the one day, then let's not consider this area for you. Um, I will let you know that both people did move ahead with their Vernon purchases. Um, and by the way, not that Vernon is any further than any of the other areas, but. Um, you know, just trying to encourage, I had someone do one, do the same thing from Campbell Hall the other day. Okay. Um, just to see what that commute is. Cause that was the, like, you have, you have a couple, one of them is commuting into the city there. That commute time um, is a huge factor for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I try to say, well, what's your commute now? I try to give them an idea of, oh, that's comparable or it's 10 minutes longer, or this is going to be a big change for you. You should make sure that mm -hmm. you're ready for it. Even the local conveniences, like the grocery store, uh, you know, what's around, how mm -hmm. long is it going to take me to go grocery shopping? You know, once the grocery store is like a good 20 minutes from your home, that really turns into, you know, a couple of hour affair going to the grocery store. Commuting. Isn't it always? <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> then you wind up leaving. I spent way more money than I thought I was going to spend in there. But, you know, why do you want to make that any longer? Right. You know, yeah. that's for yeah. sure. It's the chore I can't get rid of. No, never. I know. Even even when I even when the kids are not home, I'm still at the at the shop right all the time. I can't get fired from that job. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody wants it. <laughs> so yeah, so I want I want to be close to a grocery store personally. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, so next thing, funny smells. Mm. You know God. when you walk into a house. Oh yeah. You know immediately. Oh, I can smell the smells right now. Yep. <laughs> they're they're stuck in my nose and my brain. It's, it's almost, it almost, you look like you're suffering from some PTSD right I now. Am. I am. It's <laughs> awful. And then I love when people are like, they're down in a basement right. and it's really just a musty right. smell. Okay. And they're like, there's mold down here. Right. We got to go. Can't get, <laughs> we can't stay down here. We cannot buy this house. There's mold. I'm like, actually, it just needs a dehumidifier plugged in. Right. So, and sometimes that's true. And sometimes there is mold. So, yeah. Um, I can tell the mold. I mean, um, yeah, I'm like a bloodhound. <laughs> I can tell if there's mold down there. Immediately, my chest starts closing up. Right, right. right? Yeah, you feel like you're having that asthma. Attack. Yeah, you can't breathe. That pet odors. There's another one. Oh, God. it's uh, that's know, not and, good. No, and you know, the, some and some are treatable, and some are not, and it's very hard to know the difference. And the seller doesn't always recognize 
what their home smells like. No, nose blind. No, yes. That's, that's commercial. what they call it, right? It's nose, nose blind. blind. And they are because they live in it day in and day out. Right. I must say, we've always had dogs and our last dog was um, a hound. Mm-hmm. And they have some kind of oil on them. They're like an oily breed. And um, there's really that dog smell. Look, I lived with the dog for 14 years. Um, even when I came in from being like outside, I'd be like, I can smell that. Right. So people are, I don't know how they are um, nose blind, but they, they, I don't know, they don't smell it. So they don't realize. And that really does detract. Right. And the other thing, when I see a lot of air fresheners in a house, oh, yeah. makes me say, What's going on here that we need this much freshening up? Yes. Right? And it really doesn't quite freshen everything. It doesn't get rid of. It just adds to. Correct. It's it's a a new layer to to try to ignore. Yeah. Um, We are already at our next little uh, commercial break. Listen to our sponsors and uh, come on right back. We're going to continue talking about what to look for at an open house. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Suzanne Dermany, an associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. Whether you are a first-time buyer or relocating or a seller, rest assured your journey will be a memorable learning experience. For more information, please visit my website at suzanne.dermany.randrealty.com. S-U-S-A-N-N-E dot D as in David, E-R-M-I-G-N-Y dot randrealty.com. Hi, this is Michael Newhart, mayor of the Village of Warwick, inviting you to tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to Village Life and learn about the village happenings. Call and share your ideas, comments, and suggestions, and be part of the show with me and Mary Kalora on WTBQ. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ, radio worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Hi, welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Liz Ridgeway, and I'm here with Christine Koenig. And we're going through some open house must must do's while you're in the open house. That's correct. That's correct. I think coming up is one of the ones um, that is more important to some people than others. However, um, makes a big difference in 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 your in your life, which is. The ever important closet space. Storage is major. Storage is major. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the older homes had much smaller closets than than newer homes do. You, sometimes we walk through homes built in the 40s or 30s and people are like, where do people keep their stuff? Right. And I'm like, well, you have to remember when these homes were built, we had different, yeah, right, ready-made, p- hop into Kohl's and buy yourself six shirts in a day was not a thing then. <laughs> Maybe you had two pairs of jeans that you wore, you know, right. <laughs> 20 pairs of pants, you know, come on. Um, and people are like, oh, I need this whole closet for myself. I don't know where my husband's going to put his stuff. And I'm like, it's I hear an that enormous walk-in closet. Are you kidding me? Correct. Uh, to which I say, you should never come to my house. You would be so no. disappointed in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, we're looking for storage for like clothing, of course, but also for your stuff. You have to, you know, think, analyze who you are, like, are you a person who likes to keep things? Are you a person that hates clutter? I mean, yeah. I have I have more and more clients that have 
not a lot of stuff right. than the opposite, which I'm so envious of. Yes. Um, I have like, I go through that like need to purge in my mm-hmm. house often and I'm surrounded by no one who wants to purge with me. I'm like the soul. They can't part. The soul purger. They're just not ready. Yeah. Right. They're not ready. <laughs> what if we need it? <laughs> what do you mean? I might well, need what if that we need two years from now. Correct. I don't know. Mom, don't you remember when I bought that? You think I should, I, I can't get rid of that. I bought that at the XYZ fair and you know, and I'm like, well, we've been to 47 that. other of those fairs. I mean, how many more of these little tchotchke things can we possibly have in this house? Exactly. Exactly. But like, if you have to have it all, you need a place to put it. That's correct. If you right, know yourself. Yes. Know yourself. And some people who are leaving a, a very large home and downsizing, you know, I have a, you know, California King. How am I going to fit that in this bedroom? You're not. And I think... You're going to have a hard time trying to shop a bedroom for a California king. Right. So why don't you just get a king or a queen um, and look at the rest of the house, you know, but people will discount if they can't fit their, it's their furniture, specific yeah. furniture. hundred um, percent. Yeah. That happens all mm. of the time. Um, the other thing, basements, um, some are finished, some are not. If some people want to finish a basement, I always say make sure when you finish that basement, you leave yourself space somewhere yeah. to put your Rubbermaid bins, yep. stack your stuff. Um, garages are a good place to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a great, um, I'll call it garage storage system, like, I guess, maybe six or seven years ago at Costco. And it's like these heavy-duty steel oh, yeah, like shelves. shelves that go across the whole back. I Everything that's my all, my entire storage for my entire home is right on that wall. I'm just like, this is the best thing I have ever found. There you go. Yeah, and I could still fit the cars in the garage. That's the yeah. And I'm like, well, you could use your car, your you know garage for storage if you never want to park your car in it. <laughs> but some garages will allow for it, and some systems like that, you know, will leave room for it. It was the best thing ever. Um, all right, next thing we're going to look at at an open house, and always, always when I'm coming up to a house, I make my clients yes. stop and I say, look up. Mm-hmm. Right, let's see what we see. And um, th- what we're looking at there are the roofs, yes. right? Sometimes gutters, but mostly roofs. Yes. Uh, are we looking at a new roof or an old roof? I can't tell you if a roof is five years old. I can usually tell you if it's newer or older. Right. You can tell if it's worn. It's, a lot of time you can tell if there's two roofs there because of the thickness of everything. Yeah. Um, or if it's old, it doesn't have that like ridge vent at the top. Correct. Um, so you want to see that there's air getting in there. Right. Is it an architectural shingle that usually indicates newer than a flat roof shingle? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it sometimes you're looking at like steel roofs, mm-hmm. right? That's they're more and more common these yeah. days. So just taking that moment to identify what's there. How old is it? And, you know, there's for anything in your home, you have to put what they call like that planned obsolescence, right? So everything gets worn, right? And there's a life expectancy for everything. And understanding where in the life expectancy you are on something allows you to know how to budget for it going forward for a repair. Right. And we're not home inspectors and we know our buyers aren't home inspectors, but we do know that, you know, looking at a checklist and kind of knowing what's important and what could be big major ticket items, you can tell by looking at things, you know, what the condition of it is um, and guess, you know, before an inspector gets in there about the life expectancy of things. Um, but, you know, we're not home inspectors. Yeah, for sure. Um, that being said, the next thing on our list is chimneys, which I would say I don't really have a whole lot I would share on chimneys other than have a chimney inspected. Yeah. And also read the listing. Sometimes it'll say the fireplace isn't working or, you know, it is functional or it was just cleaned or whatever. But the one thing about chimneys, uh, the brick ones, you can see if the brick are falling apart. That's true. There's a big crack in the mortar or something. The the space between the bricks. Repointed, as they say. Um, And that could kind of give you a clue into also leaks. Right. Um, You know, oh, that might have been the watermark I saw on the ceiling inside because... Chimney's falling apart. Right. Yeah. Um, next thing, water pressure. This is another underrated item. Yes. Um, because Who I have to tell you. turns this on when you're in there? I do. Because a lot I, of people don't. So when I was when I was the house shopper, I mm-hmm. knew I would not buy a house that didn't have good yes. water pressure. It wasn't even no. like the house could be brand new and yeah. and just the most amazing thing ever. If I couldn't take a good shower, no. I, I would not be interested. I would, it's something that would annoy me every single time I hopped in of the shower. Of course. And... E- if this relates to water pressure, but we have a lot of wells around here. Yep. And when we had a house in Monroe, the iron that was in our water, I mean, I just want to rip the hair out of my head. Okay. 
I got everything <laughs> orange. My clothes was orange. Everything was orange. Um, and we needed a water softener system, but we, we had our battles with that too. Um, but pressure, smell, you mm -hmm. know, that sulfur, sulfur smell, yeah. um, the iron, all that kind of stuff. You can see in somebody's tub whether they've got a little iron going on or in their toilet, a right. ring or whatever. Um, and that's all important. It is. Um, and, you know, during an inspection, you're certainly going to do a water test. Mm -hmm. um, and that will start to give you an idea of, um, well, depends how elaborate you do your test. But um, some inspectors recommend you do a full complement so you have a good understanding of, of what that water is. It costs right. a little bit more, but you're going to find out what minerals are high, what minerals are low. And, and really, you know, do you need a water filtration system? Do you need yep. a water softener system? Bacteria. Um, yep, the bacteria for sure. That That's, you know, required the bacteria, yeah, the totally. E. coli, the all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But yes, water pressure is a huge, huge yes. thing. Um, and then I think lastly, we are going to talk about um, leaks. Yeah. Should we talk about leaks? Around and, the toilet? And around the toilet specifically. Because yeah. some people, like you don't even think about that, but I have seen it, you know, home inspectors take the toilet in their hand and shake it back and forth to see if it moves. Um, so the seal, there's a seal around the bottom of the toilet that meets the floor. It's wax. Kind of make sure that that wax seal yeah. is in place properly um, and there's no leaking around it. Leaking when you flush the toilet, um, you know, make sure all the systems back there are properly functioning because um, if it's leaking and it's been leaking, you could have problems with rot underneath that flooring. For sure. Yeah. It's a, it is a good way to know if... You know, it's it's you don't necessarily think about it, but no. if even if it's just a small little leak mm -hmm. um, over time, that will rot that plywood, and then now you go to you know all of a sudden it's like the the floor squeaks differently yeah, it's and soft in places or whatnot. Yeah, that now you have to issue. repair not only the toilet bowl or the ring, but now you have to repair the subfloor, and that's yep. a pain in the butt. Yep. Um, so last thing, um, which to me is the first thing I notice when I walk in a house. Yeah. Natural light. Yeah. Just how much light is coming in? Some people prefer a darker space. Mm -hmm. Some people prefer a lighter space, um, but it's very difficult to make a darts, to brighten up a dark space yes. naturally. Yes. Um, so making sure that you're comfortable with the amount of light coming in, where's the sunrise, where's the sunset, yeah. stuff like that. And it is, the natural light, you know, lends to how many windows are in the house. What does your property look like? Do you want a lot of windows so that you can see what's outside right. because you're appreciating the view? Um, so natural light and the amount of windows and then what condition are the windows in? Do I need to replace a lot of windows? Right. What do the windows face? I think that's right. You can have natural light, but then, yeah. you know, what are you looking at? Correct. Now all of a sudden you feel like you have to put the blinds down. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hide all your natural light. <laughs> oh, God. It's true. It's true. I'm a, I am a windows open all the time kind of person. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I, I'm probably the only person in the house. So at night, everybody like, it's like lockdown. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? There are shades everywhere. Like, I'm like, you can't even see anything out that window. Nope. Everything's closed. We don't even have shades on our windows. Never had, not in Monroe, not where we are now, no shades on the windows, but we've always been around woods and, right. you know, you're looking at the trees and everything. So it's, it's beautiful to see. And we don't have somebody right there next to us, like being able to look in the house, but people are a little afraid too. I think, uh, I'll say some city people that come up, right? We want those doors locked, batten down the hatches at night, put the, <laughs> put the blinds down. They're afraid because it's dark. It is dark. It is dark. There's and no street lights. I know. I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I think we've come to the end of yet another real real estate show. Yes. Can you believe it? Oh, I had a good time. I hope our listeners got something out of this and. Um, you know, can take it with them next time they're either at an open house or just home shopping for sure. Agent. Yeah. For sure. And uh, come back next week for our next installment of the Real Real Estate Show. See you then.